Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. Are you looking to make a lifestyle change for your health and wellness? Try personal training through Renegade Soul. Follow Renegade Soul 216 on Instagram and Facebook. Go to the website www.renegadesoul216.com. Sign up today for your first personal training session. You're worth it. Yep. All right. Welcome to Two Guys in the Mic, our Sunday edition. Uh, we normally come to you after a Browns game. Um, and it's a very, I'm emotional right now. I'm a wreck. Um, RP is a wreck. Let me introduce myself first. I'm Big Sean, one of your hosts. What's going on, Big Sean? I'm uh, your other host, RP. And yeah, to say I'm a emotional, uh, <clears throat> I'm already, I'm already under the weather, not feeling all that great. So, you know, you will hope that today would have been a little bit different so I'm dealing with not physically feeling well as well as emotionally feeling like uh crap you know right. I, I well, actually think I might feel worse emotionally at this point right and to our fans out there you know our worst fears have been realized today um we lost to the damn Jets 23 to 17 no was it 23 to 16 23 and what it was 23 we're basically you know, which basically a shit fest and the shit fest started late last night and it just snowballed out of control right through the game. And the football gods hate us either, either they're haters or they're making our football team face their biggest fears, which is the, they have to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in a meaningful game to get to the playoffs. This is something that we've all dreaded. Um, a lot of people got a little bit cocky when Pittsburgh lost a couple of games and was like, well, we can go ahead and, and take the division. And I was like, slow down. Let's just make the doggone playoffs. Don't worry about the division. Everybody's like, no, no, I want the division. And now now you kind of get what you asked for. Now we can't win the division. Yeah. But but we have to beat these rat bastards to get in the playoffs. A team that, that we have beaten once, in the last 11 tries, we, ne- we we can't beat Big Ben in a meaningful game, never have since he's been in the league. And we can't, here look, we, we, haven't, we haven't beaten him in a game that didn't mean nothing either. Right. You know, let's be honest. We, a couple we of times, I think we've beaten him four times since he's been in the league. Listen, if and, that, and that goes to show exactly what I said. We can't beat him when it right. means something, and we can't beat him. But it doesn't mean something. I mean, the quarterback that got the most wins in Cleveland Brown Stadium is Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, well, Baker Mayfield took that over this oh, year. I mean, but come on. Finally, right. You you on your fourth year, dog. <laughs> this dude only come here twice a year. So, yeah, I mean. Like the whole the whole city is thick right now. Everybody's kind of in, in shock. I'm actually not shocked. Um. Here's the thing. Let's go ahead and just, just run down kind of the events that led up to the Because neither one of us really want to talk about this game. You see, already on to the next one where my anti-Pittsburgh stuff, because that's all we really can do. I mean, we can go to the woulda, shoulda, coulda, 
that ain't gonna change nothing. It really just comes down that we got to beat these rap bastards Sunday, or we go home. That's pretty much how it how it's gonna work out. But basically, you know, last night I see I was watching one of the games on NFL Network, and I see you know on the crawl on a little ticker at the bottom of the screen it says Jedrick Wills, our uh, starting left tackle, cleared COVID protocol, and he'll be available for the game. And I'm like, good, some positive news, man. About 10 minutes later, another crawl comes across the screen, breaking news, where basically it says our whole wide receiving core has to go on the COVID protocol. And when I'm not exaggerating, when I say our whole receiving core, I mean literally our whole receiving core, from Jarvis Landry to Rashard Higgins to Kadero Hodge to Donovan's Peoples-Jones, all had to go. And this is less than 24 hours before you have to play a football game. On top of that this morning, we learned that even though Dredrick Wills cleared his COVID protocol, he has some other mysterious illness out there and he can't play. So now we're down three offensive linemen, four wide receivers, um, two linebackers. Um, and I think that's it. And a safety. Our defense is already struggling. So now we have to go into this game. And I was telling people last night, when this news came across, I said, I'm nervous. And everybody was acting so calm and nonchalant, like, oh, we can just go to the running game and we got our tight ends and everything will be okay. And I'm like, no, the, the Jets are still a professional football team here. This is not something that you can take lightly. I immediately got a headache. I got one of those tension headaches on the right side of the back of my head as soon as I saw that. Um, news come across and they didn't go away until Baker Mayfield fumbled that last play of the game when we lost that game. There's no use of me being stressed out about it no more than the headache goes away. I really haven't had a headache for 24 hours since I found out we didn't have no damn receivers going into this game. I thought we was going to come out with the wing T formation the whole game. Go with some old school 1920 Green Bay Packers type football. So, so, so that kind of set up the, the scenario um, that led to this, to this, basically this, this, this piece of crap day. Uh, I think today. I think um, my my the way I came across it was similar. I'm always, you know, I got like I said, I haven't been feeling well, so I've been laid up for the last four, three or four days. Uh, feeling better each day, but still wasn't feeling all that great yesterday. And but I'm on my phone, kind of scrolling through and I see the Bleacher Report come come up on my thing. And I, I look at it, I hit it and I'm like, wait a minute, wait. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm thinking, because I was kind of, even though I was scrolling, I was still kind of like, I had dozed off, woke up and started scrolling. So. I thought like maybe I just couldn't see because I was kind of half asleep. I said, wait, what? Is this what? Four, four, four wide receivers. So four dudes ain't playing. Wide receivers. And not on a whole position group. And here's oh. the and not on Tuesday. Not on Wednesday. As they're getting on the plane to go play a game. So all of your timing, all of your game plan, 
everything you thought might work for this game has to get off of the play. And then you got to call up guys that had no, that was probably going to be back at the hotel the whole time, probably never even make it to the right. facility or even make the trip per se. Uh, don't even know if these guys can run routes. And you know what? For the guys that did show up, uh, those young men who were out there, man, I'm going to give them cast some, some, some love, man, because they just like, oh, out of nowhere, just like, I got to go run a route in a, in a meaningful game with yeah. less than 10 hours worth of practice, basically. Whoever number 84 is. Uh, Jamarcus Bradley. Yeah, him. I give him props. Yeah. He showed up. I mean, for, for and from where? And, like, right. he was like, hey, man, it's my one shot. I'm going to take uh, this one he shot. But, but the rest that's, of them cats can go to hell today. Yeah, I mean, hell, I'll be honest. Uh, it's a, f- a few more people that can go to hell, too. So, you know, coming saying, like, all of them, like, it's, it's out of all the stuff that happened, you knew coming into the day that you were going to have to do something different. You knew, you're, you know, if, if my goal or my game plan is to utilize Jarvis Landry in this way or to utilize, uh, you know, Kadero Highs, I know when I don't see juice on this play, I know Kadero knows when he gets to the top of this route to go toward the back shoulder instead of the front shoulder. Those timing things are all gone. And as a coach, if you know that that stuff is not going to be there, why the hell are you still trying to run your regular plays? Had I, I Kevin Stefanski today blew me away with his uh, nonsensical uh, play calling. I, I feel like him sticking to the game plan basically gave the Jets the room to win the game. I'm not going to say it lost us the I game. Agree. I, agree I think with it you. gave them the room because it took – it took the offense a whole half and Shoot a, a third half, of a quarter yeah. Yeah. to get in any type of rhythm. Because you can tell, because like to me, it looked like in the first half, none of those guys wanted to be out there. They didn't. It was, it was like it was like it was like they were overwhelmed by the situation, and nobody wanted to be out there. The offensive line wasn't playing well. Um, Baker was hesitant. He didn't trust his guys. Now, what we he don't know because we can't see because we, we can't see what the receivers were doing. So we don't know if the receivers were in the wrong spot or yeah. Baker just wasn't trusting was, and was holding the ball too long. They said it was a play where uh, one of the dudes was running down the field with his hands in the air like hands he didn't know where to go. Right. Uh, you also had, you know, it, they went real Harrison Bryant heavy. And again, they have some rapport. They don't have a lot of rapport. I didn't understand why Njoku wasn't in more, uh, you know, early, especially early. Give here. Here's my thing with, with I Stefanski. I just don't feel like Stefanski put his team in the best spot to win. Your job, and everybody's yeah. coming down hard on Baker. And trust me, I got my issues with what Baker did today, too. But Everybody only wants to talk about the three fumbles that Baker had, and that meant that that's why we lost. If that's what your position is, that means two things to me. That means that you don't like Baker Mayfield, which that's on you, and that's fine too. But it also means that you don't know nothing about football 
because those three fumbles weren't the only reasons why we lost this game. We right. lost this game because I don't feel like the quarter, I mean, excuse me, the coach put his team in the best position to win the game. He didn't make the adjustments like to say to himself, hey, listen. Until late. Until way too late. He started, he started using the screen passes later in the game. I'm like, you should have been using them earlier. I'm like, bro, that should have been a part of your game plan from the start. Like, what was you waiting for? They've been blitzing. Especially as aggressive as the Jets were. All the Jets were doing when, was putting eight or nine in the box and yep. run blitzing. Yep. They were run blitzing yep. the whole first half. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't think. And we've seen much better run defenses this year. I don't think that uh, Nick Chubb has seen player after player after player after player come at him before he can even get to the line of scrimmage. He's never had guys coming at him the way that he had guys coming today. The reason being, the Jets knew, just like Kevin Stefanski knew, that you don't have no receivers. So we just we're not gonna let y'all run on us all day. So we're gonna take y'all run away and force, which is what they should have done. And you play right into their hands, allowing Baker Mayfield to throw 53 freaking times. Are you right. kidding me? Exactly. 53 times, bro. That's asinine. That is asinine, and that is on Kevin Stefanski. He also did not put the I know he's not calling the defense, but um, the defense was not in a good position to help us win the game either because we were playing this soft vanilla defense the whole game. I was <laughs> like, get some pressure on this guy, man. Bring some blitzes. When Listen. we did bring blitzes and hit Darnold, he was just throwing ducks. He was he was getting under the ball quickly and wasn't making good decisions with the ball. Like, why weren't we doing this the whole game? I'm like, what are you – we playing 15 yards off these bum receivers – I couldn't figure out any of them. I couldn't believe. I was like, "What are y'all doing?" It's uh, almost like see. it's almost like the coaches were in shell shock too. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like it's like the whole organization when all this news broke, like they just went into almost like you going to just crawl into a hole, and like I don't want to deal with this. It's too much for us to. Nobody, to could, nobody could figure it out. It was like the whole defense was like, "Wait, so what do we do?" I mean, them first three touchdowns they scored. I don't know that you could be more wide open than them right. dudes were. I mean, they was completely wide open, man. Like, uh, uh, the one play, I, do I even need to say Andrew Centeno? <laughs> right. Do Why I was he starting in the first place? <laughs> I don't know, man, but they, I mean, the missed tackling. Oh, my God. The, the, the awful scheming, uh, especially early. I mean, we did have a good point in the second half uh where guys did because they got aggressive they bit. got more aggressive and you put them on their heels you know? like when you give them room you're absolutely right when you give them room to uh you know so say like on on some of those on some of those dump screens to the wide receiver when you give the receiver an opportunity to catch the ball turn around and see where he is it was different in the second half where you had pressure as soon as he came out of that uh into that uh into that bootleg. Now you got two or three guys in your face. So now the pass is short. The receiver got to run to get it and he don't have time to turn around because you got people right behind him. The aggression does make a difference. Again, you know, I I I have never coached football. 
I don't know that you've ever coached football, but it seems like we have a better peg on what the hell to try to do. Uh, you know, right. then it seems like the guys that get paid the so-called professionals. And again, I think it go it goes to overthinking sometimes. I think that's all, all this stuff is. happened. It was like, well, we're going to play this bend, don't break defense. We don't want to put our offense is, in a bad position. Well, I got to play catch up and block. And you still end up putting your, your offense in a bad position because well, because you have blown coverages. You don't you give Sam Darnold too much time to make decisions. And I don't know. My no, head is all over the place right now. I can't even articulate what I want to say right now. No, I think you're right okay. because I think that I think that at the end of the day, um, it's it's I think it's a combination of things. I think it's what you said, the overthinking. You know, the whole. Uh, you know, we have to do all of the right stuff, and we got to look perfect doing it. Almost the smartest guy in the room thing. But I also think that this is also, this also goes right back to where analytics can bite you in the ass. They do things analytically. They don't think about right. the actual game and how the game actually is, is going to affect the game as the game is happening. Like to them, right. we're like, oh no, well it's third and six and the analytics say on third and six, this is the play we should run. Damn it, it's third and six. You should have ran on on second and, and 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 six, but you threw on second and six. You know, you ran on first and four, then you threw on second and six. Now it's third and six. Like there was spots in the game. There was a spot we were at the twenty yard. I mean, excuse me, at the ten yard line. Uh, it was second down. We had a penalty. They called a fluke. Oh, and the referees are horrible again. By the way. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, and I'll get into them a little bit later, not right in this moment, but they called this fluke uh, block in the back that set us, set us back 10 yards. So we're at the 10-yard line. It's second down and 20. Your offense isn't moving the ball. Your offense isn't really doing that great. So in my mind, I'm like, well, you just run a quick screen or something to make it third and manageable because you already know they don't right. play. That's where my mind went. Nope. This dude tries to throw a 40-yard pass or set up to throw the 40-yard pass. And that's when they got that strip, the, the, uh, the, the right. uh, fumble. Because you put yourself in third down and long because you threw this long, dumb pass on second down, which means that you got to throw a long, dumb pass on third down when you only got 10 yards between you and the end zone. Like, it, you put undue pressure on your team by making goofy plays like that. We ran the ball today 18 times. We ran the ball 18 times today. That's it, total, total. I know we won getting that many yards, but you can't run, You, we the third most uh, best rushing team in the league. How do we not run the ball? Or, or, or even with that, do something where you use your, your, your short passing game as That's to run. That's when you come with your screen passes with your um bubble screen. Real quick bubble, yeah. Anything, bubble yeah, anything like that to get you four or five yards here and there to keep your third downs, you know, manageable. It and was just a the whole this whole thing was just a shit show. I'm gonna tell you where else it started at too, where I start freaking out. 
is when the Raiders blew that game in the last 19 seconds last night. I was like, you know what? The football guys do not want to see us go to the doggone playoffs. Here we go. That game, listen. Uh, that just started everything. That, no, that was just part of the snowball effect that there that are two today. Right now, there's a Mount Rushmore of dumb coaches. And John Gruden's up there. John Gruden is, I think, all four of them right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, go for the touchdown, win this game, get out right. of the building. You know, you and put a lot us. of, he, I mean, he put a lot of, uh, he put a lot of belief in the defense that hadn't played that great all game. Like, you know, he basically said, oh, no, my defense can hold them from scoring. And they might have. Uh, had they remembered that they got a pass, so the cornerback just gonna he just gonna <laughs> the gonna release the receiver. Let him, but let nobody him in the flat. It's thirty yards between you and the next uh, defender. You just gonna let him get behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Fitzpatrick does what Fitzpatrick does. with some lucky pass, and, and they get a run and to the pass. Gonna get fifteen yards anyway because my man's just gonna. I mean. You know, it's yeah, one thing to grab a dude face mask or to reach in and man, I mean my man just like grabbed that thing and, and twisted it around. Oh my god. Ripped his head off, at least tried to. I'm like on one play, these are the two dumbest things I've ever seen on one play ever in my life. But uh I agree. I knew early on that the football gods had decided that either A the Browns were gonna have the toughest role possible or uh, B, that uh, they were just going to make the road crumble underneath us and we weren't going to yeah, have Because basically, man, it, like, uh, uh, Ron, it's, it's like this. Either we win or we go home. Either, that is, are, there are some scenarios where we can lose the game and get in the playoffs, but that's not going to happen. No, it's not. None of those things are going to happen to break our way. The Jaguars are not going to lose to the Colts, or excuse me, to the uh, – They're not going to beat yeah, the Colts. Yeah, yeah they're not yeah. going to uh, beat the Colts rather I'm sorry uh next week so they're gonna win uh the Colts will and we have to hopefully come next week I, I think we're because the 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 receivers don't have COVID they can come off as soon as they well let's hope that they don't test positive between now well that's what I was getting ready to and, say and they come off if they don't test positive yeah uh, but I think they got to do two tests before they can come off. Right. Um, so and see, you know, like like the Steelers themselves don't scare me anymore. That mystique to me has come off. It's the cult. It's the unknown with COVID that worries me. Like who else is COVID gonna take away from us that we need? You know what I'm saying? Like if you look at it, we could have even lost. We could have lost uh, Jarvis and People Jones, and at least had Higgins. And Hodge out there, we've been all right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Either two, all we needed was two of them, and it yeah. took all four. So yeah. I, listen, man, I, that, I think... that's the thing that concerns me. So basically, it just comes down to this, and maybe it's the way it's supposed to be because we, at some point in time, I didn't want to move on to that next echelon without having us beating Big Ben and knocking him down. You know, for us to overcome, I didn't want to really take the easy route. Now, if it were to happen that way, it's fine. But at some point, for us, and it happens in sports, period, with all teams trying to come up, you have to beat your big brother at some point to 
um, get to that next level. Now, like Buffalo, they got it easy because Tom Brady left their divisions. They ain't, so they didn't have to go that route and finally beat them. No, they got yeah, it easy. They might, have a loss. For us, they might have at least a loss on their on their record if he had stayed in. in right, at least uh, I mean in uh, New England. Right. So, but 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 for us, the Brown, we can't do anything easy in Cleveland. Nothing. Nothing comes easy. There's never any smooth sailing where the streets are just paved with with milk and honey. And we just float all the into the playoffs to win a championship. Everything has to be extra hard. It got to be. Everything it's has to be way. hard. Nothing is easy with our teams. And we're not exaggerating. It's no we're not exaggerating. Way. Nothing, nothing will ever go smooth. Imagine this. Imagine this. This could easily end up being. I don't know that any other team has done it, but we could end up going 10 and 6 and being the, the second. Only team to go two, ten, and six years without making the playoffs. They're making the playoffs, right? You know, that's this is by far crazy. This is the most important game in the history of the Cleveland Browns since two thousand and two, when we played Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Easily, I mean, but, most important game. And then, to, and on top of that, we have it at home, and now we ain't got no damn fans. Because that stadium, right? We had we had our fans. Now we got oh, twelve thousand, but 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 if you had no, sixty-five thousand fans, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The stadium would be pretty much right. It'd be shaking at least there. early. And look, at least early. Because <laughs> you never at least know. Earlier, yeah, bro. you know how it is, man. We get we get right. We be ready. We be ready to go. We be so buzzed because as mad as we are right now, if we were in, say, if this was last last season, uh, we would be. Pissed off today, but come next Sunday, we'd be so fired up, and we'd all be downtown at a bar, uh, maybe at going to the game, yelling and screaming, booing at the Steeler fans that walk past, because that's what we do here in Cleveland. Uh, I, I actually boo Steeler fans in Pittsburgh as well, but that's just me. Um, and that's a lot of booing. And this is a message to anybody that has tickets to Sunday's game. Do not sell your tickets to a Steeler fan. Man, please don't. We need we need all hands on deck. We need y'all 12,000 or probably more like the 25,000 they're going to let in there illegally. We're going to need we need everybody to be as loud and bring that positive energy. I'm not going into this game negative. As bad as we played against the Jets, I'm not going in to this game thinking about all the Steelers, we can not blah, blah, blah. No, nah, it's time. It's put up or shut up time. Well, if we go in there and we lose, look, I'm going to be pissed was, off, but so be it. But you we was, got to be, we have to beat these guys. So we got to beat them. We got to beat them. And, 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 and I've been saying it all year about uh, this team in general. Like at some point, you have to, you know, beat those teams. You got to win those games whatever those games are as the Ravens we got to beat the Ravens and I know we've beaten the Ravens and I know we've beaten the Steelers so we'll get guys that'll say oh we've beaten them we've beaten them no we need to beat them when it matters and we need and to we haven't beaten Big Ben and we've beaten and the Steelers when they had their first three quarter that's what I mean yeah. we need to win these games especially when we suggest that we're good we need to win these games and we haven't been able to do that stuff um and this is this is it. I said the same thing about today. You know, I was pissed off. 
yesterday when I found out everything and I was panicking. Um, but then I was like, all right, well, listen, here it is. This is a, let's be honest. If I got to say I'm going to face the Jets to get into the playoffs or I got to face the Steelers to get into the playoffs. All right, come on, New York. If I'm, you know, so today is the game. We can't wait till next week to figure it out. Right. Today is the game. We play the Jets today. This is still a one in 13 team. You remember I was texting you back and forth. I was like, listen, man, we, this, this is still a one in 13 team. You, uh, as the coach, you as the quarterback, you as anybody who put on that damn helmet and that jersey today, you guys have to go out there and say to yourselves, not so much, hey, this is a 1-13 team, as much as you need to say, yo, we got a chance to get to the playoffs. I don't care what other team that is over there. We have an opportunity to beat this team. Let's go out there and beat this team. Let's everybody do their job. Let's everybody be where we need to be. Let's everybody man up and, and, and stand up for each other. Tonight, today is the day. This is it. I know all them other cats ain't there, but we can't. Who wants to hear that shit now? Yeah, you're right. You, and we all know that. You getting on a plane and not your whole game plan is scrap. At the end of the day, though, that's an excuse because you still got to figure out a way. Because what if we go into the game and Jarvis twists his ankle or something in the game? Right. So now we don't have him for the majority of the game. You know what I mean? So these things still do happen anyway. Well, you know what? And, and, and now to at least, let's say, one or two of these receivers does come down with COVID. At least now you've gotten some practice with these guys and you can practice during the week. Because um, if, if, if the fans is smart, these practice squad guys, they're going to get a lot of reps during the week just in case. like Because the rhythm with Higgins and Jarvis and Peoples-Jones, that's already solidified. Yeah. The timing. Yeah. So let these young guys, as, as, as a matter of fact, it's some guys that I might just keep at home. I might just say, hey, Jarvis and uh, um, um, Richard, y'all test negative. Y'all look, y'all just, we just going to do virtual meetings with y'all. Y'all stay away from everybody. Y'all stay in the house. And you know what I'm saying? And, and kind of just keep keep it low key to make sure you ain't exposed to nothing for now. I'm serious. Yeah. I know some, some teams doing that with their quarterbacks. They're, like their third string quarterback, they would keep that quarterback away from the facility all yeah. week. So that just in case you have another Denver situation, yeah. So you have somebody that that can come in. So, look, man, it's 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 put up. I'm gonna be hyped up all week. I'm hyped up now. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I gotta wait a whole a whole doggone week. We may as well um, get ready because that's what we got. So um, yeah, like I feel you know, like I feel like a, a a teenager again. And I'm I'm getting these angry. big games coming up. I'm getting angry and agitated at you know the the. Uh, at Ravens fans uh, that's coming out of the woodworks. You know, these cats was quiet as hell a couple weeks ago. Right. Couldn't be found, wasn't talking. Now they giggling and laughing and, you know, he, he, ha, ha type. Like, you know, I hate, I hate. My thing is And this. on top of that, on top of that, like the NFL did y'all a favor. Like when y'all 
Man, the NFL, even though they still pushing games back, they were still underhand. I mean, they were still, you know, undermanned, but they definitely got a lookout from the league. The league completely looked out for them and made sure that they could still try to field a team. Ain't nobody had to deal with exactly what we had to deal with. Other Except than Denver. Other and, than and, and, and they could at least gave us till Monday to say, yeah, okay, like, push it back. To just get some, you know, get, get some type of get, push it get, back get so we get an opportunity to try to figure out. And we could have did a, a two game on Monday or something like that. You know, but right. no, listen, I'm not going to cry and complain. I, I'm not going right. to do it. I, right. I, I, you know, I could try to reason, but at a certain point, it does become like a little pity party type thing. So it's cool. Ain't no excuses. Like at the end of the day, like I know, said, despite all of that, we get a chance to win that hey, game. Hey, y'all. Uh, okay. Okay, Ravens fans. I see y'all. I see y'all. And I hope it all goes well for y'all. Uh, translation, I hope it all goes to shit. Exactly. Wouldn't it be, I would love for Cincinnati just to kick their ass. I know it's not going to happen. Well, I ain't going to say anything. You know what? You I ain't gonna say anything. Now, I will say this: if they had Joe Burrow, I might, I might buy into that a little bit more. I don't know. Since you won like, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I like, I like what they're what they're doing right now. I mean, I, I and I mean, like it from the standpoint of it looks like they they're gonna have a solid uh, football team, and I think <clears throat> that they can beat the Ravens. I don't think they're going to have a shot, though, because the Ravens feel like pretty much the Ravens aren't going to not be in the playoffs. Well, look, at I'll, I'll say this, too. Stuff has been so lose, crazy. Like, even if they lose, this they're going to fall to seven if we win. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, well, here's the thing, too. Um, stuff is so crazy in 2020. Who knows what happened? Um... You know, I'm not going to really depend on other teams to help us out. I'm just focusing on let, let, let's just win. We ain't worried about nobody. Let's that's win this Sunday. And that's why I've been maintaining. We just need to win. I've been saying that for weeks. We just need to win. I ain't worried about all the different er- I, people keep calling and texting. What's the scenario? What's the scenario? We just need to win. Is the okay. That's it. We just need to win. And we, it's like, if you just take care of your house, you ain't got to worry about how your house going to get taken care of. You know, oh, right. I wonder if my mama got $10. No, man, just, you know, go go sell some uh, newspapers, dog. Don't worry about if your mama got $10. Go, you know, get a paper out. <laughs> go work at <laughs> McDonald's or something. Right. Like, take care of your own, uh, your own situation. But, uh, so, yeah, you know, that's that's what we're faced with right now. But I wanted to touch on a couple of things. Like I said, first off, I want to go to these damn referees. Um, oh, the Cavs are in that awful guy. Yeah, they are. I was thinking about that. Ransom note court and ransom note jerseys. Those jerseys are awful. I don't know who they are. are. Oh, my One God. Thing, they, they, they got too much space on them. There's like too much empty space it's, in them. It's just they're bad. They're the plainest. They're the plainest, worst things I've ever seen in my life. They're and awesome. for you guys, for you guys to know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers City Edition jerseys, and I think we have one of the worst ones 
out of all the NBA teams. Boston's was pretty bad too. Boston had the ones where it looked like their championship banner. Oh, on their jersey. Yeah, I thought those was horrible. Other people seem to like those, but I don't think they're getting off their tangent as usual. Basically, the Cavaliers have these ugly. The, the colors don't even have anything to do with the city. They got these black and yellow and red. Yeah, but I don't know what that is. This is huh? awful. This is awful. This looks like yeah, a project. Bump. Kevin Love. Uh, Kevin Love is worthless right now. Please, anybody willing to take him? No. Please get him off my basketball team because he because he doesn't want to be here and he's playing like it. Man, listen. Everybody he's, else is balling now. Now the young boys, uh, Garland and and Sexton. Man, everybody else playing like they should play. Andre Drummond, the other guys out there out here, you know, giving hustle. But Kevin Love is out here collecting a damn check. He's basically, stealing a check right now. Oh well, he ain't stealing it. They gave it to him, dummies. They could have just let him ride. Right. They could have. But go ahead with your points, man. Before we get off but, an hour. Uh, yeah, let's uh, go on to referees. Where was I going? The refs. Listen, man. I again, I think people misunderstand when I, because you know, I'm I'm kind of visible on Facebook, not always through our uh, mediums, but on my personal uh, Facebook and stuff. And people, I think they misunderstand what I mean when I say certain things. So when I blame the referees, or when I say the refs are awful. I think because everybody else utilizes the refs as a, a kind of a scapegoat sort of sort of thing, they assume that I'm doing the exact same. Um, and that's not the case. When I say the refs are awful, I mean the refs are awful. The refs have been awful most of the year. Sean and I have, have spoken. Uh, Especially, especially with, with spotting the football. I just, man, listen, I believe that they've been awful at everything this year. Like they're they have been awful. They have been inconsistent. They have been uh terrible at spotting the ball. They so today, for instance, certain things. That first roughing the passer call was the most that was ridiculous. Uh, what's his name? Put padded, padded. This dude went into Baker like this, hands out, ran into Baker, and they threw the flag for uh, roughing the passer. It was not roughing the passer at all, nowhere. Of course, I'll take the 15 yards, but that yeah. was an awful call. And that was before they had made any bad call versus the Browns. It was an awful call, number one. Number two, this is how you're supposed to referee a play like this. Sam Darnold goes back. My man, Miles Garrett, walks up. Uh, see him coming up the walkway with the keys so he can open up the script club. Swings around, bloop, gets, bats the ball, bats the arm makes the ball come clearly loose. We grab the ball, we start running, then they blow the whistle. You don't blow the whistle then. If the play is dead, the play is dead. You blow the whistle as soon as the ball hits the ground. If it's, a, if it's an incomplete pass, you don't wait till my man picks the ball up and starts running to blow the whistle. 
Right. That's poor refereeing. You let the play play out. Then you go back and, and decide what happened. That's how it's, I, and the reason that I know this is because I listen, I listen to uh, this whole big deal they did on ESPN by the referees who were saying, this is how we're going to start to, to really uh, make sure that we get all of these things right. We're going to let the play happen as we see it instead of blowing away. No, you didn't. Then you go back and look right. at it. Gene Steratore comes on and was like, it, it that was clearly a fumble. He came right on. You're a guy who comes on, the analyst guy on TV, the referee analyst said, no, that was a fumble. It was a clear fumble. And that should have been a touchdown or at least Cleveland's ball. Exactly what he said. But did that happen? No. So that's another seven points or well, six points, because I can't depend on that stupid Cody Parkey to save my freaking life because he's an idiot. So we would have Yeah, you were right on that one. I, I was wrong on points. that one. I was trying to see the guy. I'm, I'm like, I'm like Luke Skywalker, man. I was trying to see the good in people. I was trying to see the good in Cody Parkey. And, and, and he's a bum. And he needs to go. I hope they left him in New York. I was said, no, nah, dog, you go ahead and, and catch this Greyhound on back to you ain't getting on the plane. So, so that was awful. That block in the back that I just mentioned earlier was awful. Then they turned around and didn't call the block in the back when it was against the Jets. Oh, just, yeah, man. Just misplay after misplay after That's misplay. Wrong. That got them a first down. It did. A big first down. It, it absolutely did. And it was a clear block in the back. It was a clear block in the back. The referees once again that they were holding. Um, it wasn't so much Miles Garrett getting held this time, it, it was Olivier so Vernon. It was, it was yeah, Vernon coming around, he was getting dragged down to the ground, they weren't calling nothing. Yeah, the referees this season have been uh, absolutely they've been awful the last three seasons. Ever since those the old school guys retired and oh, the new crop has that. come in. I can see they, that. I, yeah, I'm with that. Because yeah. remember, cause I, th I think it was 2017 when they had an exodus. All those veterans I've been around for 20, 25 years, they finally went and left. It was a, a, almost like over half of them. Because you look at them yeah. now, you don't even recognize these guys. They're like like, like oh. the big buff dude ain't there no more. You remember him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Buff dude? I, I can't remember. Ed Hockley. Ed Hockley is not there. Yeah. Um, the black guy that was there for years. I can't remember he's, his name. The one black guy is there, the younger black guy. He's, he's the younger black guy is there, but not the older one. Not the older and guy. And now you're seeing more, more females. And that's not, that's, not, that's not a sexist remark, just saying that. This is more talking about how the, the guard has changed. Yeah, it's a different because, trust me. I don't care what the gender, I don't care what gender they are, if they got on stripes, they stink. So they right. stink equally. Women stink equally as, as the men. There you go. Uh so the referees are awful. And I'm sick of them. And I'm gonna need them to try to figure something out. I wish there was a way, or I wish I had a way to even make a, a point of impact to uh the league because. I mean, this shit is ridiculous. I, I, why do you have all of this equipment? And why do you have a referee on the broadcast only for these idiots to get it wrong anyway? Like, what's no, the it's, it's almost like, and this is a conspiracy theory, it's almost like the referees don't like the instant replay, so they're going to do everything they can to sabotage it. 
And that could be. That's what they did originally. You remember the original instant replay back in the 80s? That's what they pretty much did. They they never reversed anything, and then it got <laughs> taken away. They didn't. They didn't, they didn't reverse nothing. Yeah, they, be clear they, they, did, they did it like as a, uh, it was like as a trial thing. And it was like, nope, nope, right. we saw it like we saw it. Nope. And just like with the uh, the one year where you could uh, challenge a pass interference call. Man, the referee yeah, did such a horrible that yeah, it is like, we ain't overturning nothing. And then they got rid of it. They, so they're probably doing the same thing with uh, it could with be. this instant replay now. You know what I'm saying? Cause it, it, I mean, it's to the point of being, and not just in pro football, college football too, where it's clearly a fumble or a, a complete pass or something like that. And they just... Or not a or not a target or it's not targeting. Like, how yeah. is that targeting, bro? Come on. Exactly. So, you know, I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I don't blame the rest for this game at all. I'm, I'm not blaming, blaming all the Browns. I'm not blaming the rest for the game. I I, I do. And I'm not even gonna blame. Well, I'm not even gonna blame COVID. You know, for us not having our four receivers. There was a point in time in the game where the Browns had opportunities. Um, to at least tie the game and possibly win it, and we made mistakes. You can't turn the ball over twice. Um, you can't miss extra points. You got to make tackles. We were missing tackles because if you look at the Jets' stats, the Jets' stats weren't overwhelming. There wasn't nothing. The the stats that stood out more to me again are uh, Baker Mayfield's attempts, which were fifty three, which are at least. 23 more than I would ever give him in any game at this point in his career. That's not his, that's not what he does well. That's not what he's going to do to win. Baker ain't winning no games for you throwing 53 times. Not right now. Not in that scenario. No. Right now. And damn sure, and you're absolutely right. Damn sure not without your top uh, uh, receivers, the guys that you practice with all week, your ones. So why would you even put him in a position to do that? I, as, as this is a team loss, but I put a lot of it on uh, Coach uh, Stefanski. I think this loss is on Stefanski way more than it is anybody else. Uh, the other point I wanted to get to, aside from pointing out how awful Coach Stefanski was today, was for the folks that consistently come for Baker Mayfield. Now, I ain't finna become no Baker Mayfield apologist. I'm not about to do that. Because the one thing I know for certain is that I've been fair enough and objective enough with the kid. You know, I didn't want him to be drafted here like a lot of people didn't. Uh, I wasn't happy when he got drafted here. I wasn't 100% sure he wasn't Johnny Manziel Jr. when he, when he came here. Uh, I've rolled the dude. I've given the dude... Uh, hard time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, all of a sudden, I got people saying that <laughs> Baker Mayfield is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not <laughs> that's not necessarily the case. I don't dislike Baker. I'm just fair. When Baker does well, I say Baker did well. I'm not waiting for the other shooter fall like most other people. When you can put together five good games and then you play one bad game, I don't say, see, I told you. I say, he hasn't done that in a while. You know what? 
and, and, and under the circumstances, it really wasn't a bad game. It, it was it was a social game. It was you it know was what I'm saying? It wasn't a great game. It wasn't him. a great game. But considering what he had to deal with today. And this is where I was getting ready to go. If you don't put into all of your anger and ire and frustration that people want to put into this. Yeah, he fumbled three times. But the coach shouldn't have let him uh, when you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. There's no need for him to keep doing this dumb uh, quarterback. quarterback. When he's fumbled, he's not just today. Yeah, he's, he's fumbled quite a few times he's this year. Doing quite a few times doing that. So why even go to it? Why allow it to continue to happen? That's on the coach as much as it's on Baker, because Baker still got to hold on to that ball. If that's what the call is, you got to hold on to the ball, and he did. So it's not that I'm taking anything off of Baker, but you got to understand if you're gonna give Baker all of that, you got to understand all the other stuff that goes into the situation. He should have never had a ball in his hand for that in that situation. But you also got to remember that he he did not have his guys. And when you get guys running routes and you get to the top of your route and you're used to a guy going this way and that dude goes that way, it's, it's oh, where's he throwing? It's all in here. It's muscle memory at a certain point. It's muscle memory. And if that was Higgins, Higgins would have went that way. So I threw it where I thought Higgins would have been, and that's how that happens. Now, that don't play well in an interview, but anybody who knows anything about football knows that that's what was happening. It's all time. It, it, like I texted you earlier, I was like, it took us 10 weeks just, just to get timing down with this new offense. And it's with the starters. So it was no way in the world he was going to have timing with these guys within a 10-hour period. 13, 13 minutes with them cats. And they went right. through a walkthrough in the parking lot today. Right. Come on, man. That don't give you what you need uh, for this win. And now, you know, you just got a lot of people like, man, I don't know, Baker ain't the guy. You got people like, man, he fumbled three times. Y'all missed the whole game. All y'all saw was them three fumbles, huh? Y'all missed all them missed tackles. None of them missed tackles meant nothing. <laughs> None of those broken uh, ass plays meant nothing. Getting a, a stupid roughing a kicker, which, which really, really should have been a running into the kicker. Well, but, they said, and I looked it up, and he was right. If you got your kicking leg in the air, as long as you got your kicking leg in the air, any contact with the kicker at that point, like full extended in the air. Like, well, don't they always have a leg in the air? Well, if you get the ball. Well, if you tip the ball, it's no penalty at all. But he didn't hit the front leg. He hit the back leg. That's a dumbass rule. I, I don't necessarily agree, but that's what it says. So at least, at least they did that part right. Because he barely nipped him. He barely touched him. However, he also wasn't even close to making the block. So what are you doing? <laughs> so it'd be different if he was that close and right. just missed and then ran into him and got it. I might be able to say to myself or uh, might even be able to say to somebody else, I can see how that happened. You Man, like as soon as I saw that dude tumble, I was like, I was looking for the flag. And there, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Look, like, man, it was on. like third and what? It was like third and 10. Yeah, third and like eight or nine. Or so something. ridiculous. 
Like, man, what are you doing? Just get the ball back. Like, why are y'all even blitzing like that? I, I, listen, I know I'm I'm scary like that on in games like this. My thing is, yeah, you could probably get the block, but when's the last time the Browns had a block punt? Right. To me, when it comes to games like this and it's late, when it comes to special teams, I'm always like, do everything say fair catch. Yeah. Don't go, don't go for the block on the punt. Play everything safe. Yeah. The ball hit the ground, get away from it. <laughs> Just run to the sideline. Don't touch nothing. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't touch nothing. Like your mom told you going to the store. When we've been going to the store, don't touch nothing. That's what that's what it comes to special hey, teams. Hey, don't hey, touch hey, nothing. I can't see you. I can't see you. Come over here. <laughs> right. Don't touch nothing or nobody when it comes to, to, to special teams late in the game. Yeah, but man, I, man, just, I, I just feel like you know, cats give Baker a harder rap than he actually deserves. He came out today, took full credit, full blame. Owned the well, entire loss on himself. It wasn't his whole loss, but he well, owned the whole loss because he's a quarterback. And you, and you know what though? It, that there's a thing with human psychology, man. Well, you with humans and their belief systems. When you feel strongly about something, whether it's your religion, uh, history, anything like that, right? Anything that goes against that core belief that you have, you would do anything to justify your belief. So there are people that hate Baker Mayfield so much that they will sacrifice for Brown's victory just to say that they're right. Yep. And no matter what yep. he does, they're going to stick to yep. that belief system because that's whatever, for whatever reason, they can't think objectively when it comes to that situation. Agreed. And, and it is and it is what it is. And I go across the board, you know, with with, with, with various, you know, topics and, and, and yep. things like that. So that's just how it's going to be. I remember back in the 80s, man, there were people that hated Bernie Kosar. I remember. I used to argue people all day long about Bernie. You know, put in Mike Pagel. Put in uh, Don Strzok. Like, uh, please, please don't. Who else? You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when Tester Bernie got to town, uh, people swerving down that Vinny was going to be the savior. You know, like, like did, you, did you not watch the first eight years of this dude's career? <laughs> When he throwing 40 interceptions, y'all didn't see none of that? Now, <laughs> Vinny actually played well when he got here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For the most part, but I was like, I didn't expect him to be the savior. Same thing with Tim Couch. When Tim yeah. Couch led us to the playoffs that year, making miraculous drive at the miraculous drive in 2002 to get to the playoffs, and he broke his leg against Atlanta, they couldn't wait for Kelly Holcomb to get in the game. And I told people, yeah. like, it's the reason why Kelly Holcomb – has been a backup for seven years of his life, his career. And as soon as he get the starting yeah. job, he collapsed the next year. He played awful. Yeah, you know was, what I'm saying. Was, so he was good in relief. He was good in relief when he would come in in relief, boy. But you know, a lot of a lot of backups are that way. It's just like being a relief pitcher because it's no it's pressure. Yeah, it's a reason that you're the relief. It's, no, it's a you know for real, man. When you play loose, it this this wasn't anything. Another life lesson. When you're relaxed, not overthinking, and you're calm, stuff would, I don't know why, stuff just flows easier. Things come easier to you. When you have pressure on you and you're not able to handle that pressure, let me do a classic example. Like when, when I used to bowl, 
if it was sometimes like it would be a clutch moment, and I'm the I'm I'm anchor anchor man, you the last guy on the team. It's ten frame. I need three strikes. They were times when that pressure got to me, and maybe I, you know, yanked the ball a little bit too much, held on too long, and messed up. When I got to a point where I didn't put that, that pressure on myself and like we can go ahead and just have fun, I'll go up there and get a turkey in the tenth frame and win the game, you know, for my team. But you have to learn. You have to learn how to get that pressure off yourself. Yeah, you got to so, learn. So, so when you're a backup quarterback. And once you become the man and now all eyes are on you, you have expectations on you. Now you see what, what you really are made of. That's why most backup quarterbacks, when they have their flash in the pan for two or three games, get that starting roller next year. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a classic example. Ryan Fitzpatrick will go out there and look like Joe Montana for about five games. As soon as the heat gets on and it's time to make that playoff run, Ryan Fitzpatrick always remembers and I'm just Ryan Fitzpatrick, a lowly quarterback from Harvard. And he sucks. You know, so <laughs> it is what it is, man. Like, I'm at the point now where I'm ready to move on to Pittsburgh. And then this we can do about that Jets game, man. I would like to, matter of fact, once I wake up in the morning, I'm done with it. I ain't listening to no sports talk radio. I don't want to hear the negative energy about that game no more because really ain't nothing we can do about it that game is over with only thing we get to do now we have to go and beat the pittsburgh steelers at home and get that monkey yard far back and get into the doggone playoffs i don't even care if we play kansas city in the first round i don't care who we play just get me well, into they, the playoffs they kansas city they locked into the number one we probably had to play uh uh oh, second well who's second is the i don't player? care would it be the Steelers? Uh, Steelers or Buffalo? Yeah, I know it'll be one of them. I'm saying it will. <laughs> will it be the Steelers? Because <laughs> that would be. Uh, well, if we beat them, no. Like if Buffalo wins, when do Buffalo we play? Beat Miami. I said, when do they play? They play tonight, tomorrow. Oh, Buffalo! They play tomorrow night against New England. Tomorrow night at New England. So that won't be a gimme for Buffalo. No, I don't think it's a gimme. Oh no, they don't play tomorrow. Well, I kind of want wing. That's a that's kind of a gimme. No, nah, I mean you still gotta. I mean, you know, New England's playing bad. They still can muster up something. You can't go in there and take them too lightly. No, you can't take them too lightly. I, I agree, but I don't think I don't think it's a. I think, but then again, it is. It's it's yeah. Yeah, you don't want now, to get some people, and they did too. Some people think that Pittsburgh gonna rest their guys next week. I don't think so. The man, my my time gonna sit them dudes I, down. I think they will, but I don't think they're gonna do it like like traditional talk. I think they're gonna play the first half at least, and if they're up in the first half, you know, uh, they'll may pull them, or they'll probably incrementally pull them. I think that's how that. I've got work. a feeling too that Tomlin. Once his guys get back into a rhythm, because they're not, even though they won today, they still struggled like that first half. Um, I think he's going to want those guys to to, to really get in because they don't have a bye. So he may want those guys to get into a rhythm. I, I'm going into this game expecting as if, play. as if Pittsburgh is going to play their guys the whole game, no matter what. I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things. So. <laughs> 
No, I, I think I think they're gonna probably play, and I would expect for them to play, and I would practice this week uh, if I were the coach, like they were gonna play, and I would play next week, regardless. Oh, you have to that they didn't play. You, you have to like if you're Kevin Stefanski, you could not go in there thinking, oh, they're gonna bring in uh, Duck Tigers of the 21st century uh, <laughs> into the game, <laughs> into the game in the second half. Or whatever, so yeah, we can kind of, you know, be on cruise control. Like hell no. As a matter of fact, I hope he had a coming to Jesus moment with those guys in the locker room after the game. I matter, of fact, I hope the players did. I hope they turned over some Gatorade buckets, kicked over some stuff. I hope. I don't think so though. Got into seven matches, fights, yelling matches in the locker room, something. He too calm of a guy. Man, who think. gave who, who gave Javale McGee the, the green light? He feel like he played for the Cavs, man. He ain't got nobody better like, than seriously. This dude out here shooting like he Kareem. He, shooting threes and he on the Cavs. He feel like you can't tell me I can't shoot now. <laughs> you know, he like, used pretty to be, much. He used to be in LA and, and uh, Golden State where you know you got no less than five. Look at this dude. He's all over the place, rebounding, shooting threes, defending the perimeter. He getting okay, tick. He's trying to be out there. He gets some tick. He ain't just the guy that comes in for a couple, two, three minutes here and there. Oh, see, now, now he going too far, see? I ain't, look, I, I don't want him to shoot no ball if I'm the, if I'm, uh, you know, his uh, coach. I don't want him shooting all like that, but, you know, if he it's probably going, planning to get traded. He probably tra planning to get his trade stock up. Could be. All right, man. So, do you have anything else you want to touch on on, on this debacle? No. I'm done. Like I said, I, I'm I'm done talking about that damn game, man. No, I think I'm I think I'm uh, I think I'm finished. Uh, the Browns have completely wiped me out today. Uh, the Browns fans and the, the naysayers have completely wiped me out today. Uh, so I, I think I'm gonna go upstairs. And, Take me some medicine and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I'm about to do the same. I'm, I'm gonna sip on this this easy Jesus. That's what I've been reduced to today. Oh my god! Is drinking Erkinger So not the Irk. I I'm a, at the Irk. I ain't been slumming like but that. But I did get hold on, hold on. I I did get. The Irkin Jerk XO, though. I did get the top shelf EMJ. <laughs> Nothing but the best. Nothing but the best. Um, <laughs> and by top shelf, we mean it was on the bottom shelf. It was just sitting in the front. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I did get that. So I'm going to chill. I'm going to relax. Um, I'm going to finish watching Wonder Woman 1984. You know, I'm probably going uh, about an hour into it. Nothing could be worse than the game I just watched. So I'm mean, so, and so far, I mean, I, I'm an hour in, and that movie is awful right now. Everybody but, keeps telling me it is, but I ain't got nothing else. Look, I've been laid up for the last four days. I watched right. everything else. It's so worth the it watch. I mean, I, I'm gonna watch it just so I can see the end credits and see what else is coming down the line. You know, now one thing about DC movies, man, DC they're great at their animated features. DC makes some of the best animated features yeah. out. But they live action movies stink. 
they, uh, they try to be too much like Marvel. They try to make their characters now. They try to make them too dark. Batman is really the only dark character that's there. Like Superman, really is always happy go lucky. One of them. They try to make them dark. To too much like, of a backstory. Yeah, it's the difference between them and like Marvel. Like Marvel characters, all of those guys have flaws. Whereas before, yeah, but whereas like Superman is an alien, God basically, Wonder Woman is like a God. She's damn near perfect. You know, Green Lantern can't really be messed with. You know, so they really didn't have flaws, but now they're trying to make them have flaws and make it almost too dark. They're trying to give him yeah. depth. I mean, like you say, Batman is the only one with depth because he came with depth because he, I mean, he wouldn't even be Batman without all of the backstory issues, the dark right. issues that... Because Batman, he's basically he crazy. He's an insane human being as opposed to being a, an alien or a god. Right. You know, he's a regular dude. Uh, but uh, having said all of that, um, I'm going to let you close out too, bro. All right. Um, so you can catch us on YouTube at Two Guys in a Mic Two One Six. Make sure that you subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell so that when we post um, our podcast, you'll be notified so you can go and listen. We're also on all streaming platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple iTunes. We're on Google Podcasts, and we're on Anchor at Two Guys in a Mic. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Two Guys in a Mic Two One Six. And you can follow our Facebook page at Two Guys in a Mic 216. So I think considering we made it through this show okay, because I really didn't want to do it. Neither did RP, but we have to be professional. And everything is not going to be happy. They're going to be at happy times. And a typical Browns fan, we knew as we, we knew deep down that something like this was going to happen at some point, because it always happens. There was no way we're going to get through this whole season as happy go lucky as we were without some some type of catastrophe happening at some point in time and damn it it happened last night and spilled over into today which which is a dark sunday we got 18 feet of snow the other day and now this and things are just backward the cavaliers are blown up the 76ers by 20 which absolutely makes no sense no what's right I'm, I'm looking at the score early a little right. bit ago like what so right? it's just been a wacky weekend. I did have a good holiday. I hope you had a good holiday as well. Did. Um, yeah. Everything was cool. But other than that, it's been a dark Sunday. And we're going to go ahead and close this out. And then we will see you guys on Wednesday during our midweek show where we will preview the Ohio State uh, playoff game against the hated Clemson Tigers. And maybe we'll talk about, you know, the Cavaliers. I have a few games in. We can discuss that. And then we'll preview um, the Browns and Steelers really ain't much of preview. We really just had to go in there and beat them or we go home. And that's pretty much it. So we're going to bid you guys good night. Um, Ron, I hope you get better, man. Get some rest and we'll see you guys on Wednesday. All right, bro. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right. Nice. Love y'all. You've just listened to Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Tune in to us later on this week as our midweek podcast will be streaming. Until then, peace.